0: She thought leaving her abusive marriage was the end. However, leaving was just the beginning. The beginning of unrelenting, overwhelming pain that fractured her soul. She read lots of books that talked about abuse, but those books didn't give hope for healing. She wrote, hope for healing for domestic abuse, for women who no longer want to be defined by abuse, who long for healing from the one who vowed to love them and discover there is life after abuse. Now is your chance to get this life-changing book. Go to OPS Podcast Show on Facebook, Instagram to enter daily with the hashtag another one free. Do it daily to increase your chances of winning. Winner will be announced October 29th on social media. Don't miss your chance to win a copy of Karen Diarma Gardner's book, Hope for Healing from Domestic Violence. Hey, come take a walk with me, not like you used to do, do something different and put yourself in other people's shoes. Open up your mind and open up your eyes and change your direction, change your perspective. Welcome into Other People's Shoes. As you know, I am your host, Neil Matthews. Thank you so much for joining me today. Super excited about our guest coming to us all the way from Colorado. We haven't been there too many times, so that's cool. Another pin in the map today, so to speak. Speaking of pinning things and maybe making it to a map, now I know Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, they don't have maps, but they, they kind of sort of do because they do tell people where your location is. Super creepy on that, by the way. But in any event, I digress just a wee bit. If you haven't already, please go right now and do so. Follow us, like us, tweet us at OPS Podcast Show. Of course, we are there daily and would love to interact with you there. And if you're not sure maybe how to interact with us on a Another level, you can do that, of course, also at OPS Podcast Show, or excuse me, OPSPodcast.com. It's very confusing, but jump on over to OPSPodcast.com, of course. Feel free to leave us a voicemail, drop us a line, tell me what you love. Tell me what you hate. Tell me Tell me about a guest that you just really just resonated with or maybe somebody you didn't resonate with. Either one, we would love to hear from you on that. But speaking of a guest, as I mentioned, our guest is hailing all the way from Colorado. She's a functional wellness practitioner who has recently lost 34 pounds in the last four months. That in itself needs to be celebrated. She's suffered with Lyme disease, celiac disease, endometriosis Hashimoto's disease early childhood trauma she now works with folks who feel stuck and who feel like they've lost hope no matter how common the symptoms might be it's never normal get your brain and your body back no need to suffer anymore help me welcome in Heather Gray Heather how are you today I'm doing great I'm so excited to be here now I know you have a goal in mind You want how many shows and how long? I I know this is a really weird way to segue into you, but uh, but maybe we can help.
1: (laughs) I haven't figured out a timeline yet. I was maybe going to ask you to see what's realistic, but you know, I was talking to a business coach the other day and said, I want you to be on 20 to 50, you know, guest spots. And I don't remember if he gave me a timeline. Like, what do you think is a realistic timeline?
0: Well, I don't know, because, you know, we're at, uh, we're creeping up. I say creeping slowly, like a baby crawl, creeping up to 150 uh, by November. We'll be at 150 shows. So, you know, that's a lot of shows as a host. Now, as a guest, I've heard people say upwards of they can do 50 shows in 50 days, which I think is crazy. That's a crazy pace. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's a lot of shows, but uh, but I think it's possible. We'll we'll help get you on your way to your goal of of all these shows. So that's great. So if you're listening right now, uh, I'm just going to tell you right now. Maybe put a bookmark in this young lady right now and just say, I want to know more about her. And in fact, we're gonna we're gonna help you figure that out right now as we get into her story. So Heather, help us before we get too far down a road together as we are walking this road together. Uh, help us with this. What style of shoe? you love to wear
1: I love to wear them but they don't like me anymore I, I love heels <laughs> and the older I get the more my feet and my ankles and my knees say what are you doing <laughs> But yeah I love high heels I just I love what they do to the leg to to everything they just they just scream femininity to me right even though they're an absolute torturous device but I just I can't get away from them I love heels
0: Yeah you know it's weird I myself have never found myself in a pair of heels. So, I mean, just one friend maybe to another, should I try that to maybe help my leg, you know, look better? (laughs) Just... Help me with that, maybe. <laughs>
1: you know, it would be a whole nother level to, you know, walking in others, other people's shoes. So absolutely, you got to try it just once. I, I'm not so sure I'd, I'd worry too much about what it's going to do for your leg because I just said it screams femininity. So if that's the route you're going for, then absolutely more power to you. But
0: Well, uh, you can kind of see behind me because we're on a Zoom. Uh, there's some shoes on a wall uh, kind of in the distance there in the back, and I've actually retired said shoes because they're Vans and they are used. to say they look like Vans. Yep, yep, they are used Vans. In fact, when I started the show, um, I wanted a used pair of shoes. Other people's shoes, right? Kind of funny, but uh, but also maybe a little silly. And so I went out and <laughs> bought a used pair of Vans because they look, if you look closely, our logo re- resembles some Vans, maybe from Wish because, you know, copyright reasons. We uh, We don't use the Vans per se. But nonetheless, I started wearing those every Wednesday when the show came out. And I started to realize that my feet hurt at the end of the day and I couldn't figure out why. And I was like, oh, I know why. The vans have no arch. No. And at 41 years old, this boy needs an arch. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not talking the golden arches. That's probably why I, uh, my feet hurt so much is- <laughs> uh. as- Boo. Boo! That joke there. Yeah. Anyway, so Heather, let's let's maybe get a little more serious here. So you know when I when I start reaching out to folks and I you know put it out on on the socials that hey we're looking for guests we're 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 in a new season now you know are you enough and I start getting you know fan mail and letters and tweets and DMs and all this stuff which is amazing we we love that when that happens throwing out that proverbial net to kind of bring in some guests is there been a moment in your life were you really maybe struggled or maybe there was a a time or a you know a, a span of time that really you sat down and 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 maybe it wasn't even a sit down maybe you were just in a in a bad season of life or maybe even a good season of life i don't know because again everyone's different was there a moment or has there been a moment where you really questioned Is Heather enough?
1: Oh, yeah. That's probably why, because you said, is there a moment? I just got out of that probably about six months ago. So that's been 42 and a half years of my life is what that's been. So, yeah, I think that's probably why I was confused because I was like, a moment? Um, Yeah. You mean my whole life? Yeah. So, I mean, it starts back, you know, back in childhood, you know, I was raised by a couple alcoholic, drug addict, very young, had me at a really young age, and um, I got- told pretty early on that I wasn't going to amount to anything. I wasn't smart. I definitely wasn't pretty. I was fat, you know, so you get these programmings in, you know, starting at an early age and it, it, it sticks with you for a really, really, really long time. Like I've been working really, really hard. It's like my main focus right now is trying to unravel the child, early childhood trauma that kind of got stuck in my nervous system and what kept me sick. For also so many years so recently i've had to come to terms with me being enough because in order to get me out of that sickness and out of this mindset i've had to spend you know tens of thousands of dollars uh getting myself better and if i didn't think i was enough there's no way i would have gone through with that there's no way i would have put that burden on my family there's no way i would have let us go into debt there's 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 no way but i recently have figured out that i am enough and that I love myself enough and that I'm worth it. And God put me here for a reason and I need to not give up just quite yet.
0: Wow. It's kind of interesting that you're still kind of working your way down that road, right?
1: It's always a work in progress. So I had Lyme disease that was undiagnosed for like 25 years. I had celiac disease that was undiagnosed for 20 years. I have Hashimoto's endometriosis, and then you put together the, um, perfect storm of the early childhood trauma. And it's just made a total mess of things. And I recently, so for years I've been working on the physical, right. But I never addressed the trauma. I never addressed the brain. I never addressed, you know, emotions. (laughs) I would make fun that, you know, Oh, I, I accidentally fell and slipped in some emotions. That's okay. I'll brush that off and, you know, keep moving. But by doing that, it kept my body sick. So I'd get so much better physically but then end back up at the set point six months to a year year and a half later and i couldn't figure out why and this year has really been a they call it like a dark night of the soul type of moment where i've I've just been peeling back those nasty nasty layers that i never wanted to deal with because i i know if if i don't i'm gonna i'm gonna lose everything again i'm gonna lose my phenomenal husband my amazing stepson my kid you know i've built a pretty decent life so far and if i didn't get help i was uh i was definitely on the path of blowing stuff up again
0: so help me with something if you wouldn't mind I remember back being nine years old I have I I have clear memories of that uh, I can tell you exactly where I was I can tell you what I was feeling I can tell you you know what I was into I, I can tell you all kinds of stuff when I was nine. I have friends, though, that can't, that have no memory of nine. None at all. They they have no concept. They knew they were, obviously, because now they're, you know, such and such age now. But they have no memory. They have no childhood memory. In fact, I have a sister-cousin who has had so much trauma in her life growing up that she has no memory also of her childhood. She's zero. She has foggy little snapshots, almost like Polaroids, like, oh. And a picture maybe you will jog a little bit, but she's not positive. Is that real? Is that made up, you know? Is, is that kind of what you're saying in in some respects when you look back on that childhood trauma that, that there isn't that for you? And if so, maybe help me with that.
1: Oh, absolutely. And the funny part is, Most people who've experienced that level of trauma don't even realize that they've experienced that level of trauma because the brain has taken that stuff and buried it deep, deep, deep into the body, right? To protect you. And so because I wasn't walking around like this gaping wound, I didn't realize that that was the issue that was going on. So no, I remember nothing before the age of 13 and then 13 to 18 is is spotty at best. Um, but mine was like a again a perfect storm when you've got chronic disease also creates trauma. So if you have a chronic illness, especially one that likes to attack the brain, that creates trauma. And then the early childhood trauma, and it just it just wiped. I used to laugh. Have you ever seen the movie Fifty First Dates? It's like one of my favorites. And you know every night she'd go to bed after a head trauma, and she'd either wake up the next day. And it, I was never that bad. I was. I remember when my kid was. Little, little, I would take so many pictures because I was so afraid that I was going to forget him. Right. Like I forgot little me, you know. So, I'm glad he was an only child at the time because I don't know if I would have been able to afford the amount of, uh, photo albums that I had, you know, for each kid. But yeah, absolutely. It's very, very common. And so I was gaslighted quite a bit by my, my mother as well. So not only not having these memories to begin with, but then anytime I would bring something up, she would tell me, oh, it wasn't that bad. And your childhood was, you know, she always downplayed it and, and, and true sense gaslighted me. So it's been interesting this year trying to peel back of what's like reality and what's not right not trying to downplay stuff as much anymore because that was the mo that i had growing up it's like no that really hurt my feelings right that that hurts and and i'm i'm okay i'm okay with that hurt i'm i'm not i don't want to say entitled but yeah i'm entitled to my feelings right without you dismissing them so it's been a it's been a beautiful little journey of self-exploration and it, it is funny because you do think that you get to a certain point you know i'm 43 and i feel like i'm just really starting to understand who i am for like the first time in my life and it's such a beautiful gift.
0: That's sad on so many levels, right? It is. You've referenced 51st States, of course, Adam Sandler movie, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Thank you. you know, it's a comical movie in some respects, but we actually watched that recently with my 14 year old. It's funny you would you would reference that movie because my wife's like, oh, you got to see this movie. It's a cute movie, you know, and the whole time I'm watching it, I'm thinking like I'm seeing this movie from a different angle. You know, I always talk about a different perspective on life. I'm finally seeing like a different perspective on this character's life which I know it's made up you know and all that but still part of me was so sad for her so sad for her so (laughs) sad for her family because again not to wreck the movie for those that haven't seen it spoiler alert but, but <laughs> that movie's older right. Yeah. Come seen on. It, it, it deserves exactly. to spoiled. They're recreating the day of her accident. So many, and I'm like the, the thought process and the, the rigmarole and all this stuff that go that they go through every day. And you see that played out in the movie. And I'm like, this is just terrible, terrible. Anyway, yeah. that for me, when I hear it, all of you, you know, when I hear you kind of lay that out for us, kind of put it on the proverbial table, if you will. What I also hear in that is there had to be a catalyst There had to be something that said, okay, Heather, enough's enough. Again, you said it. You're 43. I I didn't. You said it. What was the catalyst that finally said, hey, enough's enough. I gotta get help in this regard. I gotta find out what is is all the baggage that you've been carrying around. Why, why now? Why why all of a sudden? I answer it gladly. I'm an open
1: book because if anybody, anybody, anybody can get gleam anything from my story and get hope. That's why I do this, but it it still hurts a little. So I said I, I recently remarried an amazing patient, just, just incredible loving partner. Unlike my first marriage, I, I just, it's so blessed. And my stepson is incredible. When I'm not well, I turn into a miserable, nitpicking, angry person to be around. And I was picking on my stepson one day before before school because he didn't do such and such right. And my husband, God bless him, said, Heather, you need to figure this out because I'm not gonna stay married to an angry person. It was just such an, a wake up call for me. Like I've, I've let this get too far down the road. Graduated as an FDN back in 2013. So I'm a functional diagnostic nutritionist. And that was shortly after getting diagnosed with Lyme and um, celiac and all that fun stuff. And turned my life around once before and my my ex-husband was convinced that i was just a miserable person to my core and i never i never took that on i i I didn't know why i was so miserable and angry but i had a really good reason (laughs) so i hate using this expression but karen's if you ever meet a karen show love and compassion because no healthy person acts that way for no reason right so here i am yeah so now so okay so then i went through a divorce and was on like this seven-year spiritual journey trying to figure out what made me tick but in that sadness and loneliness. I went back on my healthy eating. I went back on some of my healthy stuff that I had set up for myself. So I, I, I gained weight again. I was inflamed. I was in pain. I was eating stuff. I wasn't supposed to, I wasn't sleeping enough at night. So I had, I had gotten out of all the things that changed my life once before, you know, fast forward. And and now we're in this fight and he, he flat puts his foot down and he doesn't put his foot down with everything, like anything, like he's so easygoing. It's ridiculous. So you know, when he does finally pipe up and say something, I know I had to take note because I knew, you know, he wasn't, this wasn't just a a warning. This was a Heather, you need to recognize. And, um, and so I did. And that was, you know, like, I want to say around December or January of just this last year. And, um, I've been on quite the journey ever since. So I I re went through my program as an FDN and I've lost 33 pounds. I'm sleeping at night. My brain is working again. My inflammation is down, but I'm still noticing some of these patterns of anger, some of these patterns of of snappy reactiveness. And I, I, so I've been digging in deep. I just got off this two week summit called um the biology of trauma and i loved how they put everything i've learned like in one cool package basically saying you know like if you're treatment resistant right which isn't a term you're going to therapy but then after you leave therapy you go out and you eat from the big golden arches that you talked about, right? And you're causing inflammation in your brain. You're causing a leaky gut, right? How, you know, how long do you think it's gonna take for you or will you get better at all, right? If you continue to undermine what you're doing in therapy. So I was the opposite. I was doing all the all the functional, met, you know, uh, body stuff, but I wasn't addressing the brain and the trauma stuff. And so I knew that I had to put the two together. I needed to marry both worlds in order to truly find health and happiness.
0: See, I I just think that's so... I'm always fascinated by what the catalyst is, right? Because I I do think there is something that triggers people to finally say, okay, enough's enough. And maybe that's why we're in this season, right? Because I think people do resonate with where you've walked through. You know, maybe again, they're they're not... uh, A friend at work said to me recently, he said, you know, your show, you should really maybe rename it to In Your Moccasins. And he said... But is that like making fun of Native Americans? I was like, I I hope not, but I like the phrase, you know. But I I think so many times we don't really stop and slow down and realize, to your point with the Karen, of what really somebody's going through. It it actually reminded me of this song, and I was looking for the lyrics. That's, you know, maybe this will help a little bit, but uh, it's a band way back, Sawyer Brown. So Google it if you want, but Sawyer Brown has these lyrics. It says, everybody's busy in their own situation. Everybody's lost in their own little world bottled up, hurried up, trying to make a dream come true. And then there's like a little line in there that says they don't understand. Everybody's living like there is no tomorrow. Maybe we should stop and take a little time because we really don't know what our neighbor's going through. They don't understand. Now imagine just for a second, with me heather just just imagine use our imagination here like mr rogers taught us imagine just if somebody had come along to you as a young little girl prior to 13 maybe even maybe even again going back to 8 9 years old whatever it may have been and just put their arm around young little heather and said heather you're you're going to do so much more than you know heather you're not ugly you're not fat you're not stupid you're angry but but we're going to work on that cuz that we can fix what would that have done to you and I know we're talking hypotheticals, so maybe it's hard to say, but but if somebody had done that to you, what what would that have done to you? I I
1: mean, geez, it would have been life changing if I would have believed them, you know, because when you had these you know, messages kind of beat into your head for such a long time. Like, so I'm working with a client right now and we're talking a lot about heads, you know, uh, mind talk, uh, you know, and being nice to yourself. And, and you know, and she, half the time she's aware she's saying and half the time she's not, you know, because we've just been beating ourselves up. You know, I love that meme out there that was like, you know, if beating yourself up worked, you would be fixed by now, all right? Like your life would be figured out by now if beating yourself up worked, right? There was one incident I remember, I must've been six or seven and we were in church and a a woman donated a dress for me so I could be in like the choir. And I remember that gesture of kindness, just like, I I, I couldn't, I I had to know who this person was, but they left it anonymously. I think probably not to get in trouble with my white trash parents, (laughs) you know, they didn't want to cause problems. So God bless them. But man, I mean, that just, I didn't know kindness like that existed in the world, like address you know so it gave me a little bit of hope for a little while and then you know never being able to find her and so i'd always have these little beacons that kind of kept me holding on throughout my life thank god i did end up you know, with my first suicide attempt at the age of 15. And then again, at 17, um, the great Lord has, has definitely put people in my path to kind of help keep my head straight with the path that I was on because I didn't have a lot of that encouragement. I didn't have a lot of that support growing up until, well, a lot more until recently. I've, I've been very good about trying to f- pick my tribe better because I was such a empty cup that you know couldn't fill anybody would give me any kind of attention and it was good attention no <laughs> that's not how that works right that's how i ended up you know married for 11 years with a man who tried to dump me every three to six months you know and i would tap dance and, and try to tell him how worthy i was and how amazing i am and how i'll, I'll, I'll fix anything you want you know i'll be better uh you know really the first time he tried to dump me i should have been like okay see you <laughs> good luck to you nice
0: being you but help me with something. Suicide two different times. W- walk me through those moments, if you wouldn't mind, if it's not too painful.
1: Well, I had mentioned about my gaslighting mother, and both times were after um, a fight with her, and she had a way of cutting me down lowest possible, like, I, I didn't know it could be possible to be that low. And I think part of it is when you're not seen, understood, cherished, supported by a parent, I think it hits even lower. So I'm in an argument with my mom and instead of any kind of understanding, compassion, anything, she's, she's cutting me down, cutting me down, cutting me down, cutting me down to the point where I am not seeing any way out of this, but that I should just check out because I'm obviously a horrible, horrible piece of shit. And, you know, even my own mother doesn't love me. So, you know, why, why should I continue to go on? So a lot of that was that. And a lot of it was the combination of Lyme disease. The Lyme disease really likes to attack the brain, especially in a juvenile and the gut and there's a lots of research right now with a gut brain connection so my my gut was trashed for a very long time so obviously i was low in a lot of you know the neurotransmitters and it was funny i was watching this doctor talk today and she said that there are people that are more predispositioned to be affected by trauma than others meaning it's in our biology on kind of where our resilience is at like That blew my brain. I was like, I'm sorry, what? You know, and I know I have a methylation issue. So I know I'm not, you know, my body's not operating the way that it should. And so, of course, some of these things that some people might be like, what are you reacting to that for? And it feels like the end of the world to me. That's just the way it felt. And when it feels that real, it's hard to logic your way out of that, if that makes sense. But um, a lot of it was just, like I said, just very low self-esteem. I'm very sick, malnourished and getting into a fight with my mother who just, you know, instead of trying to build me up like good parents do, you know, she tried to tell me down and it worked.
0: Wow. To me, suicide is not, it's not something we should ever joke about or, or tease about, or, you know, you should go, you know, kill yourself or anything like that. And, you know, first off, thank you, thank you for being candid enough to share that I guess, or, or vulnerable enough to share that. I think that's probably the word I was looking for. But, it, but in that situation, I'm there's so many things that, that just come to my mind about that. And, you know, you brought up faith. You brought up going to church. You brought up the lady that gave you the dress. That probably changed her world forever. It, it kind of reminded me of Pollyanna in that movie. I don't know, again, I'm, I'm just a movie guy today, apparently. But in that movie, she gets the doll, right? And it, that's all she's ever wanted is this doll. She didn't even know it, but she wanted a doll. Just breaks my heart even just thinking about this movie, Pollyanna. And I'm, I'm putting you in that situation with the dress right now, and it's just breaking my heart a little bit. A lot of it, actually. But what I'm wondering about in that moment and in the moments over your whole life, the span that you've been in, have you ever played the blame game with God? Have you ever Have oh, you ever just been absolutely. like so absolutely. Like, angry, driving down the freeway oh. in Fort Collins, just screaming at the top of your lungs, like, where are you? Absolutely.
1: Tell me about that.
0: Absolutely. And I remember, yeah, when you
1: don't have a lot of good support people guiding you, And then to be able to answer these existential questions for you, right? You do. I absolutely had a, a falling out with God. And especially, I remember shortly after having my kid, just feeling so flip and vulnerable to the world, you know, with this little itty bitty baby. I, oh my gosh, I remember talking to a pastor in a church I was going to at the time. And I asked them, I was like, please help me understand why is there child rape? Why is there a sex trafficking? Why is there, you know, all the evil in the world? I'm like, why? And he couldn't answer me and that uh, it was that was a horrible day too i i stopped going to church for a while after that cuz i was like if he can't even answer me then like what what luck do i have to understanding any of this like it doesn't make any sense to me my whole life has been tragic and complicated and hard and painful like why? And it, it wasn't until I started coming out of the other side of this a little bit that I could actually see my relationship with God again, that I could actually understand the why. It's still not something like I can tangibly like put to words. It's more of a feeling that I get of why things are the way they are and why they gotta be, why they gotta be. And there was one thing I remembered from a pastor who said, oh God, this stuck in my head so much. She said, you don't grow up on easy street. I lived, thank God. And I've got a lot of amazing gifts right now. The things that I'm able to do for other people and the way I'm touching their lives. You know, I just recently got my stepson off of his ADD medications. When I met that kid, he was crawling out of his skin. He was angry. He was moody. His face was all broke out. He wasn't sleeping at night. And I moved in and I completely turned his life upside down. No wheat, no dairy, no sugar. Off with the pops. We're not eating out, you know, completely did a 180. And he thanks me for it. He will talk when we're out in public about what I've done for him. Like, my husband was 65 pounds heavier and was only sleeping five hours at night, and he was addicted to a lot of different little things. And he's done a complete 180, you know? So, like I said, that's why I want to do so many of these shows, is because if anybody gets any kind of beacon of hope from the crap that I've gone through in my life, then it's worth it. That's what I was meant to do. There's no way I'd be able to relate to my clients the way that I do now if I hadn't had these experiences, you know, period end of story.
0: Yeah. Empathy is a powerful motivator, isn't it? And it is. I, I know, and I know even as you're kind of retelling some of that, you're, I can see the emotion, but I think people can hear it in your voice too. I mean, I can see it on the zoom, but I think people will obviously be able to hear it even in the recording, but going back to that God question, cause I, I feel like I, I want to maybe kind of camp there for, for another moment or so for, are able to, do you feel like, or do you know that you are truly enough for God's love?
1: oh absolutely he's like the one person but like the one entity that i'm i don't have to tap dance for not the the one thing that i don't have to you know prove that i'm amazing and look what i can do and you know like i like i've been doing my whole life my whole life between with my parents my ex husband bosses friends even i used to have some of the worst friends it's the only one that i can just be me and i know that it's okay Wow! I that and my husband.
0: <laughs> well, good. I was gonna say we gotta mention him too, right? Because he is yeah, an amazing yeah, no, guy. he's am- Oh my God! What a yeah. gift! What a gift! What a gift! Yeah, that's great. Ho- hopefully, every husband can be a gift to their wife. That's my goal every day: is to be and a gift to versa. my wife. Right? Yeah. Twenty years. I hope I've been a gift to her. I don't know. She'll, she'll oh wow! Me- that's awesome. She'll let me know. Of course, that just cost me a dollar <laughs> by mentioning her. But you know, it's a new season, so I got to get a new bankrolling uh, sponsor to. For all my wife mentions, so I said at the beginning of the the show when I first started that every time I mentioned my wife, I'd give her a dollar, right? And so she said to me (laughs) recently, she said, "Have you ever gone back and counted how many how many mentions I get?" And I was like, "It's a lot," because I love you. I mentioned you a lot. I talked to you about right all at the same time. My daughter asked for two dollars, so you know I got to be careful on that. She's uh she's upping the ante. So I just think that's fascinating that you have finally found a way to get the help you need. And now you're on this mission to really go out and help other people. There's a great story. I'm not going to go into it too much, but I'm going to give it to you, Heather. Something to, to, some homework as a guest. I've never given a guest homework. You're the first. So here we go. Here's your homework, Heather, if you're willing to take (laughs) the homework challenge. And it's super easy. Just Google when we get done. Google Starfish Story. And I want you to read it. And then maybe if you're willing, just reach back out to me and just tell me what you think of this story. It's called the starfish story. And then put like little boy, maybe that'll, that'll help it pop up. And then read, read that and then let me know what you think. Is it going to make me cry? It might just fair (laughs) warning. That's why I'm not going into it right now. But I say that because when, when I'm hearing you talk and I'm when I'm hearing you share your story and I'm hearing you talk about how you're changing lives and and, and doing for somebody that was not done to you. To me, that's such a powerful message. And so with that, I want to give you an opportunity right now. If we somehow, in our amazing, you know, promotion, creativity, we somehow created this amazing event for you in, in, in this little place. Maybe you've heard of it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are not sports fans. So I don't know. Uh, Canvas Stadium, am I saying it correctly? You've heard, have you heard of that? No? Okay. Well, maybe maybe I'll help you a little bit. It's uh it's on the campus of Colorado State, so maybe I'm not saying it right. Okay, oh, so the gotcha. campus of Colorado State, they actually play football there, I guess. I don't know. Colorado State's not a powerhouse by, by any means, at least in my mind as a sports fan. So now all the Colorado State fans are sending me hate mail, I'm sure. But the seating capacity of said stadium is 41,000. I don't know if you knew that. Nice. So imagine just for a moment, we put you at the 50-yard line. At the stadium, I'm sure there's maybe a Ram on the field because, you know, they're the Colorado State Rams. And we put you on the 50-yard line. I give you this microphone, and I say, Heather, here's your moment. And you got little girls from all walks of life. I say all little girls because I think deep down inside of us, maybe you'll agree with this. There's a little girl down deep inside of every woman that maybe is trapped, maybe has been stuck there, but that little girl is still down deep inside of every woman. I truly believe this. And so you got ladies from from 15-ish. We'll We'll back it up a little bit. We'll say from 12 to 65. 50-yard line, Heather, spotlight is shining on you. What do you say in that moment to these ladies? Oh my gosh,
1: what a big question. Um, I like to start off by saying, no matter how common a symptom may be, it is never normal we have accepted a subpar way of living for way too long. And we've been inundated with commercials of this is part of a balanced breakfast. No, that's diabetes waiting to happen is what that is. a freaking glass of juice and a bowl of cereal and a piece of toast. I mean, it's all, uh. well, like I told my client today and she's like, Oh good. You're going to fix me. I said, honey, you're not broken. Right. I said, but I do want to improve your quality of life because it can be improved. It's funny you brought up the little girl. That was part of some of the work that I've been doing over the past couple of weeks. I worked with a, a somatic experienced person and uh, I knew what she was doing because I've done enough emotional clearing work. Then I kind of played along, but I, I didn't quite know where she was going. And then she went into my inner child because she's like, can you find a place in your body where she can live, where she'll be safe? And I was, I just started bawling. I said, no, there's no room in me right now. No, I don't have any room. And she goes, well, is there room somewhere you can put her on the outside? That would be okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. In the corner of my bedroom. And they're like, well, can you give her a blanket? I was like, yeah, yeah. Can you give her this? Can you give her? And by the third time she asked if I could give her something, I I just blurted out. I said, no, I've got nothing more to give Like this, and she's like, well, no wonder why you're such a a reactive person, right? Like you, you are empty. You're empty and you still she keep trying to give, give, give. And she's like, I highly recommend that you spend a little bit more time with that little girl and with yourself, you know, while you're on this journey. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was fascinating that that came up and you're talking about the little girl, you know, and that like bad behavior. And, and I don't even like using the word bad or good, you know, cause all emotions are there for a reason. But there's, there's a reason behind the reason why you're feeling the way you're feeling and you don't have to just dismiss it to that time of the month or dismiss it to, oh, you're just being difficult or any of the stories that we get told, especially as women, you know, growing up, I like working with men though too, because there's a lot of pain there and a lot of, a lot of, you know, through the me too movement, man, I, I was feeling a lot for my, for my good brothers out there in the world, trying to do good in the world
0: good though but i but i think what you're trying to say if I, and help me with this maybe so i don't put too many words in your mouth is that we don't have to stay where we are i don't have to stay where i am no. you don't, no, have, to you you don't have to stay where you are you don't have to stay stuck <laughs> we just came out of a season called you know if the shoe fits the prevails well, why are you there then cuz i believe Cinderella was stuck till the prince came along now now really the prince didn't come along to save her i believe the glass slipper is what saved her see yeah, it's a whole whole different take on that Disney story. But but going back to you, if somebody's hearing you right now and they're like, you know what? What Heather's saying is is actually something that could truly help me, how how can I get in touch with Heather? How can I reach out to Heather? What what can I do to know more about what she's about and and how can I do that? What what is a good way to do that?
1: My website's probably the best, www.discoveringhealthfdn.com. And it lays out all the packages that I I do the testing on and you can book a free consult. I love talking to folks and just, you know, planting seeds of the ahas, you know? Like I said, I was miserable for years. I was in pain for years. I was, my brain wasn't working. My gut wasn't working, but I thought that was all kind of, you know, quote unquote normal. And now I'm living at a level I never even dreamed was possible. Like I'm happy, I'm thriving, I've got joy. There was never any joy before, right? I was just muttering through each day just to get through the day, right? I was surviving, I was not thriving and you can thrive.
0: And I think that's the key, right? Is that in life so many times we wanna stay stuck because we keep feeling like, well, we're just not enough we're just not enough
1: absolutely and sometimes you just don't even know what you don't know what you don't know right
0: exactly so yeah so if you are interested in hearing more about heather and how she can maybe help you not only get unstuck but really even understand that hey you are enough. So last question before we play a game together, because I really hope you want to play a game, right? <laughs> You're really you strike me as a kind of competitive person. I don't know why. Uh, 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 I can be. All right. So last question for you. Imagine just again going back to that that younger Heather. Maybe we'll even go to the fifteen year old Heather. The the maybe the dark Heather that that was really battling and struggling and, and feeling beaten down. What would it have meant to you? If your mom had just said, you know what, Heather, come here, let me just give you a hug. I love you. I'm here for you. I I want you in my life. Like did a whole 180 on you. What would that have meant to you?
1: It's having even a hard time landing (laughs) just because it's so far off the, what happened Um, to get that woman to ever say, she's sorry, or admit that she did something wrong. And that, that, that'll be the day that, you know, hell freezes over. Um, you know, it, it would have put me on a whole nother path of, of self-love, right. Of, of feeling safe. Cause I never felt safe in that house. It would have meant a nervous system that wasn't completely on edge all the time. Uh, it would have mean that I'd learn how to relax. And love unconditionally. Wasn't thought that either. Um, So, yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm going to take an extra liberty here. (laughs) What would it take for you to actually forgive her?
1: Oh, I have. I don't, I do not have um, contact with her because the last time she's still a bully and likes to I I so I I have I have finally learned healthy boundaries. For a while I felt guilty, so guilty because who is doesn't have contact with their mother and father after they give them the gift of life, right? But man if they're going to be toxic, I'm so forgiving. Like I'm ridiculously forgiving. If she would call me up tomorrow and say, Heather, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk to you that way. I was having a, a horrible day, you know, blah, 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 anything like that. I would be like, okay, let's talk about this. So no, yeah, I've, I've forgiven her. I've forgiven him, but I don't have space in my life because I actually do really like myself right now. And I I, I absolutely will not put up with, being talked to or treated that way so yeah i have forgiven her and i wish her the best and i also know that hurt people hurt people and i know her grand my my grandmother her mother was absolutely horrific and her mother before that was a nightmare so i came from a long line of angry miserable women and i'm i'm finally trying to put a stop to that cycle like it it, with
0: me it needs to stop and that's something you could probably help some other people with i would imagine as well right there we go absolutely all right so uh so heather thanks so much for coming on really appreciate it absolutely i had a great time thank you Well, let's play our game together before we let you sneak on out of here. So here's our game. It's a game we like to call senseless because, you know, it's just fun to have kind of a senseless kind of game to end the show with. Now, I know you were making fun of me a little bit on the onset because you're like, what is with all the North Carolina stuff? You live in Oregon. Act like you live in Oregon. And I was like, well, listen, I'm a big Tar Heels fan. So there is the (laughs) famous North Carolina Cup. I tried to get a Colorado State Cup, but I don't know. Amazon, You know, they mess up orders from time to time, apparently. So here's our game, Senseless. By the way, Heather, you, you're talking about health and, and balanced diets and celiacs and Lyme disease. I'm guessing somewhere along the way you found out we had how many senses? How many senses? Six? We have six senses? Can you Five? name? Like, what do you, you mean? Yeah, I, I just was wondering, like, how many senses does the body have? I, I just was wondering. Touch, taste,
1: smell, hear... Uh, and I think they're considering intuition. So is that five? That's
0: five. All right, good. Five. I've heard six. I've heard 10. I've heard all kinds of different answers. I'm, I've heard as little as three. So I don't know. We just really, as a society, think we need to settle on how many senses we truly have, but nonetheless, <laughs> I think we have five. So there we go. And so we have this game called senseless. So we're going to roll a die. It is a die. See, you can see it in there. Look, it's in the okay. cup. So I'm going to roll this on your behalf. Cause you're not here. Because, you know, it'd be weird, maybe. I don't know. No, it'd actually be kind of fun if it was face-to-face. But here we go. Number four. There it is, proof. Okay. All right, so, Heather, kind of weird that the die might know what we've been talking about. It's always weird when that happens to me. It's very kind of spooky on some levels. But uh, here we go. What sound or noise do you love to hear? A cat purring. Why on earth, of all the noises and sounds in the world, is it a cat purring?
1: Oh my gosh. There's, you know, there's like scientific evidence that are showing that it it resonates at like an amazing frequency that's, that's calming. And so when you talk to a person whose nervous system has been trashed and they've been stuck in the sympathetic mode, the gas on fight or flight, right. Their whole life, anything that's calming is always very welcoming. So I would say a cat purring, the sound of the ocean and babies laughing. Like those are probably my top three.
0: Baby's laughing. That's a good one. Nobody said that one yet. So, you know.
1: Oh my gosh. I used to save this one YouTube of this woman who had like triplets or something and the dad was doing something goofy and getting them all laughing at once. Like every single time I would cry. I was laughing so hard. I just, uh, it like warms my heart, but it's also just hilarious at the same time, just that the innocence.
0: That's funny. Uh, I, yeah, I think baby's laughing is, is right up there with one of the coolest sounds on the planet. Some even say dolphins, which I don't know, but, uh, but they're never
1: heard one in real life. So I I can't compare.
0: Yeah. Dolphins do make a very unique sound when you hear it in real life, opposed to like a recording. So just saying, yeah, food, food for thought on that. So Heather, last thought is yours. What would you just say in closing? Just you get the final thought and then I'll wrap us up with, uh, with my final thought. You are
1: enough. Compassion starts with you. You've got to love yourself first. If you want to get unstuck and you know, The only way out is through. You can't bypass any steps. Sadly, there
0: is no quick fix. You just got to have the faith. Yeah. And I think that's, that's so important. And would you even maybe add to this that you are enough for a hug? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's one of the things they've been teaching us in the somatic experiencing. It's one
1: of the grounding techniques is to actually hug yourself and play with you know how tight or how high, high up and what really got me is when i leaned my head on my hand and it actually felt more like somebody else giving me a hug
0: that's powerful stuff well again heather thank you so much for coming on we truly truly appreciate it thanks for having me i, I had a great time i really appreciate it so guys and gals alike often i leave you with a challenge and this is no different I know it's COVID. I know we're all not supposed to, you know, really be within six feet of everyone. I don't know about anybody else. I'm kind of getting tired of that. Show of hands. You don't have to show your hand right now. I mean, I know it's already up. I do. I do. But I'm going to challenge you this week. Set that aside for just a second. I know it's going to be more than a second, but set it aside. Is there somebody in your life right now that you're thinking of? I'm just going to start having you think through some names, through through some people that you know. Maybe it's a church person. Maybe it's a co-worker. Maybe it's the barista. Maybe it's just somebody that you don't even know. It's random dude, random gal, whoever it may be. But I'm going to ask you this question right now. Here it is. You ready? Is there somebody this week that you can go give a hug to? Because just maybe... And I, and I could be way off base here. So send letters, send emails, send a fax, send a text, send whatever you want. But maybe I'm way off base here. But is there somebody this week that you can go to and say, listen, I know you need this and you're enough and then give them a hug. And I don't mean just like this little five, you know, second hug. I mean, a full ten seconder, maybe even a 20 second or just hug them mask or no mask, just get in there and hug them. And then afterwards, I want you to look them right in the eye, maybe hold their shoulders, you know, maybe six feet apart if you can, or maybe three feet apart and just look at them eye to eye, eye contact and just say, listen, this crazy guy out in Oregon, he's obsessed with shoes, obsessed with North Carolina, talks about his wife way too much probably, loves his daughter. But he told me that, uh, that I'm supposed to tell you that you're enough and that you're worthy of this hug. And I just wanted you to know that. Can you do that for me this week? And in fact, if you do, which I hope you do, not if, when you do this, let me know. Drop me a line. Send, send it to me on Instagram. You can reach out to the show. But, but I really want to know if you do this. Really take this challenge seriously because I truly believe everyone is enough for a hug. They really are. So let that be our challenge this week. And uh, I just want to remind you of this, of course, as I do so often. Remember, when you walk in other people's shoes, you really do get a different perspective on life. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned until next week when we walk in other people's shoes.